Welcome to the Tape Ministry of the Embassy of the Word of God, where God is releasing men and women into exploits through the preaching of the Word of Faith. Be transformed and impacted as you listen to God's Word. Thank you tonight. We give you praise. We bless your holy name. Thank you, blessed Jesus. We ask that tonight minister to somebody. Let somebody be blessed. Let somebody be impacted. Let somebody be affected by your word. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Jesus. Thank you, glorious Father. In Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, you're welcome to What Alive 2022. How quick the year is running. And it's a joy to bring you the word tonight and to minister the spirit to you. You will not live the same. The riches of Christ. The riches of Christ. The riches of Christ. Go with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter number one. Ephesians chapter one, from the verse number one. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Hallelujah. Who has blessed us. I'm already blessed. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. According as he has chosen us, have been chosen. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame. The reason for choosing us is to make us holy and without blame. It's the same church Jesus is coming for. The Bible says he will come for a church without spot and wrinkle, because as he has married his church, he will present his check to himself, washed. And the washing process is through the word. Hallelujah. He says he will cleanse and wash it by the washing of the water by the word in the book of Ephesians 5. Hallelujah. And present it to himself without spot or wrinkle. It's the same. So just as you were saved, he said he saved us to be holy, to be without blame. That is spotless, without condemnation. Before him in love. Jesus, your lover, is going to wash you through his word. Verse 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Verse 6. 
to the praise of the glory. Listen to this. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. Seven, in whom we have redemption. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Tomorrow we'll be looking at what the forgiveness of sins all means and what it has done to us. In whom we have redemption through his blood. In whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. According to the riches of his grace. In whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Glory be to God. Wherein he has abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence, in all Sophia, and in all furnaces. Hallelujah. He has abounded to us in all wisdom and prudence. All wisdom and prudence. I'm praying for you tonight that the Lord will give you understanding in his word. Philemon chapter 1, the verse number 6. Philemon 1, 6. Philemon 1, 6. It says, being confident of this very Philemon, not Philippians, Philemon. Philemon. It's just one chapter, one book of Philemon, verse 6. That the communication, let's start from verse 4, please. It is a thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers. Five, hearing of thy love and faith, which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints. He says, this Philemon has love and faith. Towards Jesus and the saints. Thank God that you and I don't have a love problem or faith problem. We're born children of his love. And the scripture tells us in Ephesians 2, 8, don't go there. We are saved by grace through faith. We are saved by grace through faith. The scripture also tells us in Romans 10, um, 17, that faith cometh through the hearing. So anytime we hear the gospel, faith comes to the believer. The believer receives faith to be saved. Salvation comes through faith by grace. And so the day you were born again, the scripture tells us that we have been granted the measure of faith. So we don't have faith problem. So Philemon here, um, Paul is telling us that he doesn't have a faith problem. He says hearing of the love and faith which he has towards the Lord. Why? 
because we have love as well. Romans chapter 5, the verse number 5 tells us that the love of God is shared aboard. It says, hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by who? The Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So the Holy Ghost that gave birth to you, gave you love and gave you faith. And so you don't have a faith problem. You don't have a love problem. But let's look at that Philemon. Um, five, um, let's go further to verse number six. He says, since I heard of your love and your faith towards Jesus Christ and the brethren. He says what? I kept praying for you. Why was he praying? This is the reason. That the communication of that faith that has come to them, that has come to the believer, may become effective by the epignosis. The word epignosis or acknowledging there is the word epignosis in the Greek, which means absolute, exact, precise knowledge. This is that the communication. So the only reason why he's praying for Philemon is that the communication, the 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 manifestation of that faith, the faith that is put on display will become effective by the acknowledging or by the precise, exact knowledge of every good thing which is in you in Christ. Hallelujah. Which is by every good thing which is in you that is in Christ. The faith that Paul was talking about here in Philemon is basically the gospel or the ministration of the gospel. Now, why was Paul speaking to Philemon in this way? Because of apostasy. Many have gone away from the faith. And so when the scripture is referring to the faith, it's referring to the Christian lifestyle or the faith we put on display. Hallelujah. Because we are believers. So Paul, so Paul also tells um, Timothy in, in, in the book of Timothy that fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life wherewith thou art also called to profess a good profession. Hallelujah. Lay hold on eternal life. This is what? Fight the good fight of faith. So Paul here is talking about faith as, or the faith or the lifestyle of the believer or what we profess as believers. So when he says fight the good fight of faith, in other words, what it means is that uphold the standard of the gospel, uphold the standard of the word, uphold the standard of the truth, praise the Lord. So that it means that fight to defend the message, defend the message. In other words, make the message effective. And so he says, the reason why I'm praying for you is that you make that faith effective. Not that you don't have love to display, not that you don't have faith to display, but that the knowledge that you become you become aware, you become precisely aware of 
every good thing that is in you in Christ. Hallelujah. And every good thing that is in you that is in Christ came through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is what Paul calls the gospel. 1 Corinthians 15, the verse number 3 and 4, we see over there what Paul describes as the gospel. Paul talks about the gospel in 1 Corinthians. Please, can we go there quickly? Whoever is behind the thing, be quick with me. Flow with me. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. Verse number 4. And that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. He rose the third day, according to the scriptures. Verse 5. And that he was seen of Cephas, and then of what? Of the twelve. Talking about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So Paul writes to Jude and tells Jude, contend for the gospel. He writes to, to, to Philemon and say that let the communication of your faith become effective. But it will only become effective through the acknowledging or through what we call the exact perfect knowledge that is within you. That means that the extent to which you acknowledge the good things in you will determine the extent to which your faith becomes effective. I'll take that again. The extent to which you acknowledge the good things that are in you, that are in Christ Jesus, is the extent to which your faith will become effective. In other words, the degree or the productivity of your faith is to the extent to which you acknowledge every good thing, every good thing, I'm emphasizing that, every good thing that is in you and that is in Christ. Take note, it is in you that is in Christ. I'm going to come to the riches in Christ in a moment. So the word acknowledge, I've told you, is the word epignosis, which means precise, accurate, exact knowledge, or what we call revealed knowledge, comprehensive knowledge. Hallelujah. So the degree to which your faith becomes effective is the degree to which you have precise Accurate, exact, comprehensive knowledge or comprehensive insight of all the good things that are in you in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That are in you that are in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1, the verse number 15. So Ephesians 1, 15 tells us, Wherefore I also... After I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love. So Paul makes us understand that in the church, love and faith should not be a problem for the believer. So he says, wherefore I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. Verse 16. Let's, let's, let's go on. It says, cease not to give thanks for you. 
making mention of you in my prayers. So anytime he hears of their love and their faith, he goes into prayer. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, glory be to God, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. He says he's praying that the, that the Father of glory will grant unto them the spirit of wisdom, which is revelation knowledge of him. Remember we have said the extent to which you have precise, exact, comprehensive insight into all the good things that are in you, that are in Christ, is the extent to which your faith will become effective. Hallelujah. So the wisdom here is the revelation knowledge that Paul is praying for them to have. That's why? So that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. That ye may know. That ye may have what? Precise knowledge. That ye may know what is the hope of your calling. One. Two. And you may also know what the riches of the glory of his inheritance. In the sense. So the riches in Christ Jesus Number one, they are already in the sent. The riches of the glory of his inheritance are in you. They are in me. They are in you. Know that the scripture says, it says, out of the wells of salvation, we draw out. Out of the wells of salvation. So when you are born again, what has been packed into you, is called the riches of the glory of his inheritance. The riches of the grace of God. The riches of the glory of God. With joy, we draw out of, we draw what? Water out of the wells of salvation. Hallelujah. We draw water out of the wells of salvation. You draw divine verities out of the wells of salvation. You are born again. To enjoy the riches in Christ Jesus. But these riches are already in you. Glory be to God. They are already in you. So Paul is saying, I'm praying for you. That the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Will be flooded with light. That you will know. That you will come to the place of complete knowledge. You will come to the place of exact knowledge. Knowing beyond faith. I preached some time ago about knowing beyond faith. Coming to that place of exactness. Coming to that place of conviction. What is the hope of his calling? And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense. Verse 19. Glory be to God. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what? Who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Glory be to God. Verse 20. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him up from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Glory, glory, glory. So he has already given you the riches, the glory that you must enjoy. It is already in you. The riches of God's glory are already in the sense. This is what he says we should have perfect knowledge of. So what are these riches? This is what we are coming to excavate tonight. 
He has already given you the riches of his glory, but you ought to know what you already have. You have to know what you already have. Glory be to God. You ought to know God is not going to give you anything new. God is not going to do anything new. Anything he will ever do is already deposited in your spirit as a born-again believer. It's already deposited in your heart. That is why the scripture says, guard your heart from all issues because out of it flows all the issues of life. Out of your heart, you can bring out your victory. Out of your heart, you can bring out your prosperity. Out of your heart, you can bring out your progress. Out of your heart, you can bring out increase upon increase. Out of your heart, you can bring out progress upon progress. Out of your heart, you can move forward. Out of your heart, you can determine the limits of your life. Out of your heart, you can determine whether you are going forward or going backwards. Out of your heart. So every riches is in you. It is in you. It's in you. Glory be to God. It is in you. Hallelujah. Everything he needs to do, he has already done it. And he did it when he gave up his son. John 3, 16, the scripture says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So in addition to not perishing, there is what you must walk in. There is a victory you must walk in before you get there. There is what you must experience here before, because in heaven, there are many things you will not need in heaven. Hallelujah. There are many things we need here. You will not need them in heaven. This is why you need to discover what these riches are. And we have established that these riches are in you. Number two, these riches are not physical things. These riches are not material. These riches are spiritual. Glory be to God. They are what? Spiritual. They are not material things. Romans chapter 8, the verse number 32, the scripture tells us in Romans 8, 32, 32, Romans 8, 32, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, glory, how shall he not with him also freely give us how many things? All things. Hallelujah. All things. I was listening to Kenneth Copeland sometime this week. And he said something very instructive. He was talking about how a student of Rema, Rema Bible College in, in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, wanted to study the, that word all. So he studied it in Aramaic, studied it in Hebrew, Greek, any language you can think of. And he came to the conclusion that anything that is all means all. Hallelujah. All in any language means all. So all in your language in Gambia means all. All in your language in wherever, Sierra Leone, Cameroon, in uh, Kosovo, Ukraine, it means all. In Portuguese, it means all. In Swahili, it means all. All means all. In Uganda, it means all. So he that has spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also, with Christ Jesus also, how shall he not with him, the believer, 
all that we have is in us, in Christ Jesus. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? All things to do what with? To enjoy. All things to enjoy. Hallelujah. If he has given us all things to enjoy, then it means we need to find out what it is that we have in him to enjoy. Praise the Lord. What is it that is in him that we have to enjoy? John chapter 4, the verse number 13. John 4, 13. Let's quickly look at that. Jesus said, answered and said unto him, Hey, whosoever drinketh of this water shall test again. Next verse, please. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never test. Remember we said, out of with joy shall we draw water out of the well of salvation. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never test. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water. When you are born again, your spirit man becomes a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Hallelujah. So you become the carrier of the well. You are a carrier of the well. You are not a carrier of cup. You are not a carrier of uh, some small thing. You are a carrier of the well. And it's the well of God's riches. The well of God's riches. The believer is not the needy. Everything that makes God, God, he has deposited in the believer. Hallelujah. God lives inside you. He came to take up residence in you as the well of water. The Holy Ghost came to take residence in you as the well of water. Romans 8, 11 tells us that if the same spirit that rose Christ from the grave, if that same spirit dwelleth in you, not dwelleth outside you, he dwells in you, he's called the water, he's called the well of water. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit. Guess where? By his spirit. Guess where? By his spirit that dwelleth where? In you. He lives in you. The well is in you. The riches are in you. We can excavate from that well. Hallelujah. You are the best of God's kind. James chapter 1 verse 18. The scripture tells us you are, that you are the first of his kind. He says of his own will begat he us with the word of truth. That we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. You are the best of God's creation. You are the best of God's creatures. You are the first fruit of his creations. So when he created, he made you the first fruit. Hallelujah. He made you the first fruit. Romans chapter 8 verse 23 as well. Let's look at that scripture. Glory be to God. I want to establish the fact that when you got born again, the well came to live in you. And inside you is also all the riches that have been deposited. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves, grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to which the redemption of our body. The scripture says the whole creation waits 
for the manifestation of the sons of God. We are to manifest. Hallelujah. So it says that we are the first fruit of the Spirit. Which Spirit? The Holy Ghost that is dwelling within you. We are the first fruit, the best of God's creatures. The best of God's creatures. And the best of God's creatures is the believer. We are one with Christ. Therefore, we are the best of God's creatures. Glory be to God. And as the best of God's creatures, he has made us to be at peace with God. We are no more at war with God. So inside you dwelleth the riches. Inside you dwelleth the riches. Colossians chapter 2 verse 14. Let, let's, let's, let's read that. No, let's read um, Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 14 to 16. Ephesians 2, 14 to 16. It says, for he is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Hallelujah. He has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Next verse 15. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twine one new man so making peace he made that one new man he calls him the new creation he calls him the new creature and that he might reconcile both unto god in one body by the cross having slain the enmity thereby verse 17 and came and preached peace to you which were afar off and to them that were nigh. Glory be to God. 18, please. Hallelujah. Man told For through him, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. By the spirit of God, we have access to the Father. The scripture says we are no more strangers, nor foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. We are fellow citizens of the household of God. He made entwine one new man. That new man is called the new creation. And that new creation, the, the scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. But that is even not even the biggest part. Go to the verse number 18. And all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Listen to this, 19. Then he says in 19, to which God was in Christ. God was in Christ. God was in Christ. God was in Christ. Christ, God was where? In Christ. God was in Christ, to which that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. God took the Jew and the Greek. He made them into one man. He says, it doesn't matter where you come from, whether you are a Jew, whether you are a Greek, you are one in Christ. So we are one in Christ. But guess what? To which God was also in Christ. God was in Christ. We were in Christ. We met in Christ. We became one with God in Christ. Hallelujah. 
So man and God became one in Christ. God was in Christ. We are in Christ, seated in him. We became one with him. The scripture tells us in 1 Timothy 2, 5 and 6, it says there is only one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. There is one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. We became one with him through the ransom that was paid, Christ Jesus. He became our ransom. And by virtue of that, man and God came into, to, into partnership. We became one with divinity. We became one with God in Christ. There is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. The man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom. He became a man so that man will meet with God in Christ. He became a man so that man will meet with God in Christ. In Christ Jesus, there is no Jew. There is no Greek. We are one. Hallelujah. We are one in him. I said we are one in him. We are one in him. Therefore, we are the custodian of his riches. Colossians chapter 2 verse 14. Let's look at that before we start looking at the riches. Colossians chapter 2 verse 14 says, Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. So the cross bridged the gap between the Jew and the Gentile, between them that were far off and them that were near, and brought us into partnership with divinity, into partnership with God. We are one with God. We are one with God in Christ. Therefore, all the good things are in us in Christ. All the riches are in us in Christ. There is no man in Christ that does not have the riches of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3, the verse number 8. Now let's get to the message. This is introduction. Glory be to God. Now unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given? Is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ? He calls what is in Christ. He calls the grace of God the unsearchable riches in Christ. Grace is what somebody labored for that you came in to enjoy. You were just invited to enjoy. It is undeserved. It is unqualified. You were just invited to partake of it. And what are we to partake of? The unsearchable riches in Christ. The unsearchable riches in Christ. Hallelujah. Grace is not something you beg for. Grace is not something you qualify for. Grace is something that is granted to you. Hallelujah. The riches Jesus was talking about are therefore not physical riches. They are not material blessings. They are not material things, but they are what? Spiritual things. Now, the scripture tells us how that Paul tells Timothy that admonish those that are rich in this world that they do not become what? They do not become high-minded and have confidence in uncertain riches. He calls the riches 
physical riches, material riches, uncertain. They are uncertain because they can be here today. Tomorrow they may be away. But he calls something else that is the true riches. The true riches is something else, but it is something that is divine. It is something that is spiritual. It can create the material riches. The true riches can create the material riches. Hallelujah. He says that Jesus, giving a parable, says that if you are faithful in little, faithful in another's, faithful in the faithful in little, faithful in another's, and faithful in what else? The third, the third one I've forgotten now. He says, what? In money, yes, in faithful in money. He says, if you are not faithful in this, who will commit unto you the true riches? There are what are called true riches. True riches are not what is material. True riches are things that are from the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. True riches are eternal. True riches are spiritual. Because the spiritual controls the physical. Even material wealth is controlled by the supernatural. Hallelujah. The material wealth that you see. So he tells the man that is rich in this world, do not have confidence in uncertain riches. Why? Because they can be here today and tomorrow they can go away. So then what must they put their confidence in? In the true riches that is in Christ. It is called the unsearchable riches. The unsearchable riches. Hallelujah. It's called the unsearchable riches. What are these unsearchable riches? Number one, the unsearchable riches in Christ Jesus. We can find them in the book of Romans chapter 11, the verse number 33. Romans 11, 33. So what are these true riches that Jesus is talking about? He says, oh, the death of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. He calls wisdom riches. He calls knowledge riches. That's why the writer of Proverbs equates wisdom to gold. Equates knowledge to silver. Why? Because these are the true riches. The true riches in God is wisdom and knowledge. And more so understanding. When you have these three, you can have any money in the world. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Oh, the death of the riches. Can no man another, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. Well, the riches of God are the wisdom of God. When you have the wisdom of God on a matter, you will know which way to go. He says that you will know how and you know what to do. Why? Because of the wisdom of God and the knowledge of God. By the knowledge of God, the Bible says that in, it says what? Get wisdom. And in all that getting, get what? Understanding. It says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get what? Wisdom. Therefore, get wisdom. Get Sophia. Get the wisdom of God. So the riches of God. Number one is the wisdom and the knowledge of God. And definitely these are not physical. These are spiritual. Hallelujah. Number two. Number two. Number two. Romans chapter 11, the verse number 12. What are the riches that the scripture is talking about? If they are not material and they are spiritual, let's excavate them. 
Now, Romans 11, 12 says, Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world, and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness. How much more their fullness. Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world, and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness. Because he says the riches, the riches of the Gentiles, and and then the what? It says now, the fall of them be the riches of the world. So there are riches in the world. But this is what leads to the fall of many. The scripture says. It says what? This is what leads to the fall of many. So we have no confidence in physical riches. Do we need riches? Oh, yes. But all of the riches of God, by the wisdom of God, they can come to you. They can come to you. When you gain, you have the wisdom of God. You have the, the, the knowledge of God. The scripture tells us of the wisdom of God and tells us that we have the mind of Christ. By the mind of Christ, we are able to judge. We are able to interpret truth that will bring us into supernatural knowledge, into revelation knowledge. Hallelujah. Into revelation knowledge. Praise God. Now, another rich riches I want to talk about is the mercy of God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4. The scripture tells us in Ephesians 2 from the verse number 1, we that were nobody. Let's start from verse 1, please. It says, And you, has he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, verse 2, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, verse 3. It says, Among whom also, we all had our conversation in times past, in the last of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Verse 4. But God, hi, but God, oh, but God, who is rich in mercy, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, we were saved by grace. But it was because of the mercy of God. He has loved us. He loved us before we were born. When we read the opening scripture, he says that he loved us even from the foundation of the world. He loved us from the foundation of the world. But God, who is rich in mercy, he has washed you. He has cleansed you in his blood by his mercy. Hebrews 10 verse number 12. He has loved you and he has already what? He has loved you and there is nothing you can do about it. Everything concerning you is settled in his mercy. This is the riches in Christ. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice, talking about Jesus and the sacrifice he offered, the Bible says, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, forever sat down on the right hand of God. Go on, please. Next verse. From henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his full stool. This man, after he has what? Made how many sacrifices? One sacrifice. One sacrifice. Not many sacrifices. One. It is settled once and for all. This is where the mercy of God is. The mercy of God is what saved us. The mercy of God is what reached us to out to us. We that were not a people became a people. We that were not called a people became a people. Why? God was rich in mercy. He has washed you with his blood. He has cleansed you with his blood. Sin is no more a barrier between you and God. 
Why? Because he washed you with his blood. There is only one person between God and man. The scripture calls him what? The man, Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. There is only one person, the man, Christ Jesus, who what? Who is who gave his life a ransom. By giving his life a ransom, he paid the price for how long? Forever. Forever. In the Old Testament, they gave goats. And goats could cover their sins and could take care of their sins for a whole year. Goats, as long as the goat was taken care of and the goat was okay, every year, as they bring the goat, the goat was enough. But this man, hallelujah, this man, our goat, Christ, our sacrifice, Christ, our ransom, Christ, our goat. John looked at him and says, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. John 1, 29, that taketh away the sins of the world. Hallelujah. This man, he took care of our sins. This is the mercy of God. And God is rich in mercy. He is rich in mercy. And by these riches, we have stepped into God's unmerited favor. By these riches of his mercy, now we are at peace with God. By these riches, the rich riches of his mercy, now we can call him Abba Father. By this mercy, he granted us graciously his spirit to be in us. The spirit of God in the spirit of a man is richer than anything else in the world. There are many that have physical money but are not at peace. They are not at peace with themselves. They are not at peace with anything around them. But God gave us the blood. God gave us this goat. And the sacrifice of this goat put us at peace. We are at peace with God. And at peace with God, the Bible says we have been justified. We have been sanctified. We have been washed. Romans 5, 1 tells us that we are at peace with God. We have been justified by faith. He has made us to be at peace with him through our Lord Jesus Christ, our goats, our goats, the only sacrifice by his mercy, his forbearing mercy, by this mercy, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, the grace that Paul said he was preaching about. Into this grace we have access, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God, the riches of his glory, the riches of his grace, the riches of his glory. We have it. Glory be to God. We have it. The next riches is the riches we can find in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. It's called the riches of liberality. It's the liberality, liberality, the ability to be liberal and not hold back, the ability not to be selfish. It is more of a brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Verse 2, please. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. They are the riches of what? Their liberality. Their ability to give willingly without holding back. He calls this riches. These guys were poor. The scripture tells us that they were physically poor, materially poor. But when the need came, for them to contribute to the church in Jerusalem. They said, please, let us be part of this. 
And this, the scripture says, how that in a great trial of affliction, they themselves were in affliction. The abundance of their joy, they were doing this out of joy. The attitude was what showed. The attitude was an attitude of joy. And the scripture says, God loves a cheerful giver. Wow. God loves a cheerful giver. They had that attitude. They had the attitude of cheer. They had the attitude of cheer. And the scripture calls it the riches of liberality. It says, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches. It, it showed. It showed in their riches. Ah, this is why Paul prayed. Paul says that my God shall supply. It says, when you give, they gave to Paul. And as they gave to Paul, I'm not asking you to give tonight. That's not what I'm preaching. I'm just telling you the riches in Christ. And one of them is our liberality. That's why as a believer, we have come to that place where we don't hold back anymore. We don't keep things anymore. It was this same liberality that took Jesus to the cross. The Bible says what? God, who, could not, who did not hold back his son, but gave him for us all. Why would he also freely give us all things? And this Jesus has been given to us. And if he has been given to us, the scripture tells us, Paul says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. I'm coming to this one. But before I get here, let me look at this people in, in, in Corinthians. Okay, well, since you put it up, let me just talk about it. Now, the scripture tells us about how when we give, it shall be given back to us, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Men shall give to our bosom. But look at this. The words Paul used are very instructive. But my God shall supply. People that supply are not, they don't supply to people that are just buying. If you go to the shop to buy, you buy in pieces. But for you to be supplied to, you must be either a retailer or you must be in partnership with the one that is in charge, the manufacturer. Hallelujah. So God, Paul is saying, because you are in partnership with the manufacturer, he will be the one to supply. You are not, you, you are not giving because you are a, a single buyer. You have now become a retailer. You have become a partner with the one that creates. You have become a partner with the creator. The Bible says the cattle on the thousand hills are mine. If I need any, I will not come and ask you. Now, so God is saying that our heart of liberality is connected to supply, not to just giving. Hallelujah. So Paul says, Paul uses the, this word to pray for them. He says, but my God. So when it, it comes to God, remember we are in partnership with God. We are at one with God. And all the good things that are in Christ are in God. He says, but my God, who does not give, he supplies. He does not give, he supplies. Why? Because you are now in tie and die business. You are now in general merchandise. Whatever you, you merchandise. You are now in supply. So he must supply so that you will have abundance to give, to, to supply to others, to give to individuals. That's why he is a supplier. Your God is a supplier. This is the spirit we have. 
is called the riches of liberality. It, that is one of the, the riches in Christ. So let's go back to that second Corinthians, um, um, Corinthians 8 that we're talking about. Um, let, let's, so he says, more of a burden, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Now they had this understanding. How that in a great trial, they, they did not have physically, but they did not see themselves as poor. In their affliction of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. The riches of their giving. Three, for to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. Hallelujah. They were willing of what? Of themselves. They were willing of themselves. They were willing of themselves. Praying us or begging us with much entity. Can you give me this in a more simpler English, please? If you have a more simpler English, give it to me in more simpler English. It says, begging us most insistently for the favor and the fellowship of contributing in this ministration for the relief and the support of the saints in Jerusalem. They were begging that please let us also be part of this thing. We don't want to miss out on this thing. Please, we want to be part of it. We want to be part of it. Begging us most insistently. Verse 5, please. Now, so he says, now, was this gift of theirs merely the contribution that we expected? But first they gave themselves to the Lord and to us as his agents by the will of God. And entirely disregarding their personal interests, they gave as much as they possibly could, having put themselves at our disposal to be directed by the will of God. Hallelujah. Verse number six. Now so much so, that we have urged Titus that as he began it, he should also complete this beneficent and gracious contribution among you, the church at Corinth. Verse 7. Now, as you abound and excel and are at the front in everything, in faith, in expressing yourselves, in knowledge, in all zeal, and in your love for us, see to it, that you come to the front now and abound and excel in this gracious work of almsgiving also. He says we should excel in this. It's not enough just to pray in tongues, my friend. Hallelujah. You don't get in tap into the supernatural riches of God like that just by praying in tongues. No, it goes beyond that. It means when the opportunity to give comes up, you must be ready to give. Hallelujah. When the opportunity to, to give comes, you must be ready to give. When the opportunity to be, to, 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 to be part of God's kingdom expansion, you are part of it. He calls these things the riches in Christ, the riches of their liberality. I give this not as an order to detect to you, but to prove by pointing out the zeal of others, the sincerity of your own love also. So we have love but it must be put to, to use. It must be put on display. And how do we do it? We do this through what? Our love for God by giving in our giving. Next verse, please. That is for you are becoming progressively acquainted with and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord. He says you are becoming what? Progressively. In other words, you are coming to that place of knowledge. 
that place of epignosis with the recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now it says, by understanding this, we also understand that how that his kindness, his gracious generosity, his undeserved favor and spiritual blessing, how did he do it? By giving himself. In that though he was so very rich, yet for your sakes, he became so very poor in order that by his poverty, you might become enriched, abundantly supplied for. Hallelujah. Now, how are we going to be abundantly supplied for? It's spiritual. He's not talking about physical money in here now. He's now using what Christ did by bankrupting heaven. The love of heaven, Jesus Christ, the grace and all that he had. He bankrupted heaven. The best of heaven was Christ. He gave himself. He stepped down from his divinity, became a man, became poor in his physical outlook. That the scripture says that we looked on him and there was nothing to desire of him. Why? Because he has lost all his estate, all his glory. And he became a man. So that through that, by understanding what he did, that he could come down, we could also give freely by having a perfect understanding of what is in Christ. It is then my counsel and my opinion in this matter that I give you, you that I give you when I say it is profitable and fitting for you now to complete the enterprise, which more than a year ago, you not only began, but were the first wish to do anything about contributions for the relief of the saints at Jerusalem. He says, when it is a willingness in your heart, do it. Hallelujah. When something God has put in your heart, do it. Why? Because we are not men that are led by the, by the physical senses. We are led by the spirit. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Verse 11. And I'll move on to something else. So now, finish doing it. That your enthusiastic readiness in desiring it may be equally equaled by your completion of it according to your ability and means. Praise God. So men walk in this dimension of riches in Christ Jesus when they get to that point of not just wishing, oh, every year when the opportunity to give is there and people are giving, you are just, you just sit back. No, participate. Be part of it. Give. And when you do it, he says that as you do it, it shows the richness of your liberality. Glory be to God. It shows the richness of your liberality. The fifth riches. The fifth riches, Colossians chapter 1. Hale kalala koshala. From verse 24. He kalala koshala la manantea. Liko shalalalaya. Zolebra shata. So the riches, the unsearchable riches of Christ, find their expression in our generosity towards one another in the kingdom and towards the things of the kingdom. Even now I rejoice in the midst of my sufferings on your behalf. And in my own person, I'm making up whatever is still lacking and remains to be completed on our part of Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. Verse 25. In, in it, I became a minister. Ah. Paul says, in it, I became a minister in accordance with the divine stewardship which was entrusted to me for you. Paul says that I was entrusted with this divine stewardship for the church, for the benefit of the Colossian church as its object and for your benefit 
to make the word of God fully known among you. Hallelujah. To make the word of God what? Fully known among you. He says that this is the what God has granted me. The mystery of which was hidden for ages and generations from angels and men, but is now revealed to his holy people. The sense. He says the Old Testament, which concealed Christ, that Christ was in types and shadows, have been revealed to the church. And this revelation, he says, I have been entrusted that I will bring this revelation to you. Paul is telling us that as I bring this revelation to you, it is to make all men know, is to bring you accurate truth that when you know this, now go, go on to the next verse. To whom God was pleased to make known how great for the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery. What is the riches of the glory of this mystery? Which is Christ in you and among you. Amplify says within and among you. But I love the King James. It says Christ in you, the hope of glory. That we may present every man perfect. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This revelation that was veiled in the Old Testament has been unveiled to us. And this revelation is Christ in me. Hallelujah. Christ in me. The believer in God has come into an inseparable union. Christ in you. Christ in you. In you is hid. All the in Christ is hid all the treasures of wisdom and of knowledge. In me is Christ. Christ in me. The hope of glory. Because this, the riches of this grace is Christ in me. The hope of glory. I've come into union with Christ. I'm inseparable. This is the riches he's talking about. He says, I've come into union. All of Christ is me. Everything he is, I am. Everything he has, I have. Everything that has made Christ, Christ is me. Christ has established a union between me and, 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 and God forever. Christ in me, the hope of glory. When Jesus died, what it meant was that his death was my death. His resurrection was my resurrection. His burial was my burial. When he rose, I rose with him. When he sat down at the right hand of the Father, I sat down at the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. He is in me and I am in him. He says, know you not that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. When he rose up, he brought us into this union, this same union, because we are in him. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in me, my victory. Christ in me, my health. Christ in me, my joy. Christ in me. This is the riches we are talking about. The unsearchable riches. No man can understand it. He calls it unsearchable. Because unsearchable is unfathomable. You can't understand it. If any man wants to come to you, they need to get to Christ and get to God. Because you are hid in Christ, in God. You can never be touched by any enemy, any entity. If they, they may try it, 
but they cannot get you. But you must come to a perfect knowledge, a perfect understanding of these divine truths and walk in it. Hallelujah. All of your needs, everything you will ever have are in him. Hallelujah. Christ in him, the Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's why it says, my God shall supply all of your needs. How many needs? All of your needs according to how his riches in glory. The riches are in glory. I tap into these riches in glory. As I step into the glory realm, I tap into these riches. All of my needs are supplied for. All of your needs, physical needs I'm talking about now, not just spiritual needs, physical needs. Remember that the physical is ruled by the spiritual. Your money is supplied for. Your bank account is filled. Everything you desire, God supplies it, but he supplies it according to your perfect knowledge of the epignosis, your perfect knowledge, exact knowledge of all the good things that are in Christ Jesus. Your health is in him. Your glory is in him. The, your glory is in him. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Your glory is in him. Your lifting is in him. Your moving forward is in him. There is no limitation for you. Are you hearing me, somebody? All of your needs are supplied for. You have no need for external support because the support is within. Are you hearing me? The support is within. Ephesians chapter 3, the verse number 20, my last scripture. The scripture tells us, that the scripture tells us in Ephesians 3.20, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly. Mark Shalai is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. He's able to do above what you can ask. He's able to do above what you can ask, what you can think. Your thinking is prayer. Your asking is prayer according to the power that is at work in us. The power that is at work in us. The blessing is at work in me. The riches are in me. I pull it out. I pull out my health. I pull out my prosperity. I pull out my progress. I pull out my lifting. In the name of Jesus, everything God will do for you is inside you. Pull it out. Right now, wherever you are, it is time to pull it out. You can pull out your health. You can pull out your prosperity. You can pull out your breakthrough. You can pull out your increase. You can pull out your health. Pull out your increase. Pull out everything that is lacking in you. He's able to do far more exceedingly, abundantly, above what you can think or imagine according to the power that is at work in you. According to the power that is at work in you. Everything he will do for you is inside you. Pull it out. Everything he will do for you is inside you. Your health is inside you. Your glory is inside you. Your lifting is inside you. Pull it out. Zalaiga, Zelelekoa, Zalakatoa, Zalamananange, O Koparatalababaha. Oh, come on, pull out. Pull out your prosperity. Your prosperity is inside him. Pull it out. Your health is inside him. Your wealth is inside him. Pull it out. Mosopratalababaha. He says, The lines are falling onto 
you in pleasant places. You have a goodly heritage. Oh, Marusha Lakataya, you can declare tonight, the lies are falling unto me. In pleasant places, there is no misfortune for the believer. Marusha Lalababa, you have divine escapes. You have divine escapes. You have escaped from tragedies as a bird. You have escaped from every snare of the fowl. Marusha Matalalalamanande, Zelekuanda, Zalango, Zelekalai, Zalalababaha, Zalababaha, Zelokopapayandelea, Zalabababahai, Zalokaleanda. You can pull out your strength, pull out your strength. It says, Let the weak say, I am strong. Pull out your strength, pull out your strength, pull out your strength. Ikolababa, let the word come alive in you. The word became flesh, dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of glory, full of grace, full of truth. Kadina Salala, Zeliklatataya. Everything is a lie. Everything is a lie except the word of God. Everything is a lie except the word of God. The word of God cannot be contained. Lika paparatola bai. Inklatola mantelelea. Zuzuantala. Ekaladoja. Mekandadia. Zalavadoja. Makaikete. Oh, Rabahata. Come on, speak in the Holy Ghost if you can. Mato pratala bababa. Make power available. Make power available tonight. Roshalalalalababa. Make power available tonight. Make power available tonight. Patotalalalabado. Ele patotanena. Manto nenenenenemea. Ele patatatai. Mato la mama maha. Eko patalalalabaha. Manto patete clata. Ikatalapata. Mato pelea. Adua paia. Zalada. Aladoja. Elakaba. Alidoja. Alakaya. O mananana. Pull out, pull out, draw out, out of your heart, out of your heart, out of your heart is the well, out of your heart is the well, out of your heart is the well, pull out from your well, pull out health, pull out prosperity, pull out increase, pull out the riches, pull out the glory, pull out liberality, pull out Go paraso clatalababa, maso pretete, mangabeda, zilalaiko, makuanta, eklatala, elodobasa, elakopara, lakopababaha, mantolelebea, makatalababa. Come on, press into Naira. Come on, press into Naira. Come on, press into Naira. If the same spirit that rose Christ from the grave, if that same spirit dwells in you, that same spirit shall quit. Your mortal body, that same spirit shall quicken your mortal body. That same spirit shall quicken your mortal body. Therefore, lift up your voice now. Meloto baradadabaha, elika baradadadadadada, eluto la bababaya, zelenekuza, mando do 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 dosha, leka badababaha, leka dadadadadaha, leka dadadadadaha, leka dadadadadaha, leka dad. Pull out, out of your heart. Pull out prosperity. Pull out increase. Pull out prosperity. Pull out increase. Pull out now. Pull out now. 
ikelaya zaloda magina zelekuata patata padota 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 come on press in come on press in tonight press in tonight press in tonight press in tonight look rasada Christ in you the hope of glory Christ in you your prosperity Christ in you our increase Christ in you your increase Christ in you your open doors Christ in you mazola mananana Christ in you manto lebaraba the riches of Christ unsearchable but you can pull it out by the spirit of God the scripture declares eyes have not seen ears have not heard neither has it entered into the heart of man the spirit but the spirit of God what God has prepared for them that love him but the spirit of God have made it known unto us therefore tonight you can pull it out pull it out i say pull it out matala cosa mantelelea zalalalaya zalalalaya zolama mande zelekaika zaloda 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 makonda ninia zelelekoba ikopa babaika mara babaye alopratala bababa come on pressing tonight if you can speak in the holy ghost it is time to press in when we speak in tongues we speak mysteries we speak mysteries we speak mysteries come on begin to speak mysteries that will rearrange your five years from now your ten years from now your two years from now your one week from now mako pratala bahaya Kruanta lida, leka la 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 baba, raba baba baba baba, mantolo lele lele, zele lele lele lele, zele lele lele lele, zele lele lele lele, zepa la badosha, ipa da 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 baba, zala baba baba, zala baba baba, are you praying at all? Meko prata lele, zele lele lele, come on, press in, pray in the Holy Ghost, press in, pray in the Holy Ghost, press in. Makoba ilabaha 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 nekopaba zelobaba lekobada Christ in you the hope of glory Christ in you your prosperity Christ in you your increase Christ in you the limitation is broken Christ in you Christ in you the glory Christ in you your wealth Christ in you your increase Christ in you latosa elakatai zalalamananda ankabadade avadododosha ivalalalalala ivalaya avadododosha makapababa alelebele libadadadadada lepadadadadada lepadadadadada lepadadadadadada 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 Christ in you, your liberty. Christ in you, your health. Christ in you, Mata all of the good things that are inside you pull it out pull out increase pull out peace 
pull out prosperity pull out pull out right now matolaba izalalalaba zeleko parasa ipadnanamanamanamaha ipatalalabalalababaha that problem has been there for too long pull it out pull it out draw it out parushalaiga elekoba elekoda lakadaba mantalala mantalala Christ in you your turn around Christ in you your open door Christ in you ikala ikalaba 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 alobada 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 ikobaba lekobaba rapata nando dedede ikopa dedede akopatataya in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Christ in you Christ in you in the name of Jesus, right now we place a demand upon the anointing of God. The corporate anointing we command that everything that have been long lasting, everything that have been long lasting, right now by the anointing of God, that is scatters in the name of Jesus over your life, anything that have not seen answers right now. We command answers, supernatural answers, supernatural solutions in the name of Jesus. Any man or woman that are standing in the way to contend with the grace of God upon your life in the name of Jesus. Now they give way. 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 In the name of Jesus, we cast every hold of the enemy, every sage of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, we decree right now, in the name of Jesus, that everything receives no mercy. Everything is aligned. Everything is aligned. Everything is aligned. The lines are falling onto us in pleasant places. Yea, we have a goodly heritage. 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 The lines are falling onto us in pleasant places. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Wherever you are. Under the sound of my voice in this Word Alive conference, I declare now that the angels of God, they go into action now. They begin to locate you wherever you are. They begin to meet your needs now. In the name of Jesus, God is a supplier. Therefore, right now, we place a demand upon the supply room of heaven. We place a demand upon the supply room of heaven according to the riches in God's glory. Let the supply room begin to meet needs. Begin to meet needs. Begin to meet needs supernaturally. In the name of Jesus, let health challenges be restored now. Let every problem be restored now. Let increase come to the children of God. Increase upon increase. Expansion upon expansion. Growth upon growth. Speed upon speed. In the name of Jesus. 
Receive it now in Jesus' name. I say receive it now in the name of Jesus. I say receive alignment now in the name of Jesus. Oh, become a territorial commander now in the name of Jesus. Take charge over the territory. Take charge over your environment. Take charge over your life now in the name of Jesus. Everything that is running out of your hands. Now, the God that calleth the things that be not, we call those things back. Anything that have run out of your life, we call them back. I say we call them back in the name of Jesus. I say we call them back in the name of Jesus. Our lives are receiving alignment. Our lives are coming into alignment in the name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Jesus. Thank you, glorious Father. We give you praise. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you have received that word, shout a big amen. amen. Glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Nobody greater. Nobody greater than If you're not sure that you are born again, but you want Jesus to be resident as the Holy Spirit, he says, soon you will not see me. That's his death. But he says, soon you will see me because I go to the Father. The only way we can see him is through the Holy Spirit. If for any reason you want to receive Jesus into your heart, I want to pray for you quickly now, wherever you are, just pray this prayer with me. Declare with me, Father, let the Spirit of God come into me let me not be the same i ask oh god that make me a new creation through the work of regeneration through the death the burial and the resurrection of jesus christ father i receive into my spirit a new spirit i am a new creation from today i refuse to be the son and the daughter of the devil I receive from today the spirit of sonship therefore I take dominion thank you for the gift of salvation thank you for the gift of salvation father I ask that the Holy Spirit will come into me strong in the name of Jesus. Now pray this prayer me, declare me in the name of Jesus. If you don't speak in tongues, declare me in the name of Jesus. By the evidence of speaking in tongues, I receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost and with the outward manifestation to begin to speak in tongues now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I receive the gift of speaking in the Holy Ghost now. Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy